Welcome to the Free From Wall Street Podcast, where we talk about how to create, preserve, preserve, and pass on generational wealth without the roller coaster ride of the stock market. We've been running around today putting budgets together on a flip that we're doing. And some of you know that we're still flipping. We still do a couple deals here and there. And then we're also focused on these larger commercial projects. And as we start to let go of the residential business and focus more on commercial, a lot of people keep asking us, well, why would you do that? And I know you guys have heard us talk about the tax advantages and the passivity of it all. But everybody's like, yeah, but you're making a lot of good money by flipping houses. Why would you shut that business down to focus on this? So instead of telling you, I'm just going to show you. So I'm going to share um, current deal that we're doing currently. And we're going to talk about what the numbers look like. We're going to talk about what the numbers look like on the project that we have right now. So we bought a property in uh, Tom's River where I live and we purchased it for, I'm going to show you guys, um, I'm going to show you guys the, the real numbers on everything too. So I don't want you to, um, to think I'm making numbers up. So let me just show you the real numbers on this property that we just purchased, right? So here's the Here's the HUD for the property that we just closed. We bought it for 148,750 bucks. And we had settlement charges, right? We had some additional closing costs, taxes, whatever. It ended up at 152,610. Now I knew that I could sell this house for over 200 grand, almost as is. Maybe do a couple couple dollars worth of uh, of work to it. So in my head as a flipper over the last 10 years, I've taught myself wow, I'm gonna make 50 grand. But we all know that that's not the reality. HGTV does a terrible job of telling you what you're actually making after it's all said and done. So let's break it down, okay? When we go into a property, we put in a deal calculator just like this. We put in the square foot and then we check off all of the different things that we're going to need to do. This, we wanna do a very light rehab. You can see it's gonna be about 7,500 bucks, okay? So I think we could sell it for 206. Now I'm this calculator actually was built at 199. I didn't think we'd get over 200 for it, but we did. So I want to use real numbers as to what we're going to make on this. So $7,500 for repairs, closing costs, desired annual profit. We like to make 40% gross and you'll see why in a minute. And we estimate that it'll take six months. Now this deal only took six days. So we always estimate six months though and closing costs, carrying costs, all those things add up. So <clears throat> this is what I needed to buy it for, right? This tells me my max allowable offer, but I went up a little bit higher than that. I went to 148,750 because I knew the area and I thought that it would be a good deal. So 206 is what we wanted to sell it for. So let's just take a look. Purchase price, 152,610, that came right from the HUD. We did $7,500 rehab budget. The cost is 13% of the sale price. So what does this mean? Everybody's like, well, what is this $26,000? That's a big number. Well, 13% of a sales price typically is going to be 5% for your real estate commissions. Um, you're going to have to pay for 
closing costs on both sides of the transaction, right? So on the, on, on the buy and then again on the sell, real estate transfer taxes here in New Jersey, title fees on your acquisitions, right? All that stuff is built in. Um, to our original purchase price, but not on the exit. So on the exit, 13%, we have 5%, 6% for real estate um, taxes, and then another 7% for just miscellaneous carrying costs, whether that's financing costs or your utility costs or your taxes in New Jersey, they're very high. So, you know, over hundreds of transactions, we have figured out that our cost to buy and sell is typically about 13%, staging, lighting, gas bills, whatever. Okay. So if we add these three numbers together, we're in it for 186,000. Now we're getting a little skinny, right? Sale price, so we had it listed at 199, we got a $206,000 offer, 20% down, we took it. We're gonna make $19,110 on, um, on this project. So not bad, right? We turning and burning, we're doing, we're doing deals. But when initially I looked at it, I was like, man, I'm gonna make 50,000, but then after your time and your costs, then this is what it comes down to. Now, you're gonna pay taxes on that. This is my ordinary income tax, right? So I'm in the tax bracket that this is my job. This isn't a capital gain. I'm not paying 15% on this. I have to pay my ordinary income tax because this is my primary job. So let's be generous and say that between federal and state, I only pay 40% in taxes. I know that to be a little bit higher, but benefit of the doubt means I'll make about $11,466 net net after all is said and done, after six months of work. Now I'm pretty good at this, so let's say we can turn our money twice a year. We're gonna make about $22,932. So Steve, why would you leave this fortune on the table? So our commercial investments, right? If I took the exact same amount of money that it took us to purchase and flip this um, at 186,000 bucks, then I annualized that by 12%, then I'd be making 22,426 bucks. It's passive. I don't have to do anything for it. I don't have to manage any projects. When the tile guy calls, says he's not coming in, I don't have to run over there and try to figure out the next tile guy. I don't have to put out fires. And if you are flipping houses, then you know what the fires are um, all the time. It's a very active job. This is very passive and the money that you're making here is typically offset by just the straight line depreciation is going to take the mortgage cost is going to offset that 12%, meaning you'll be able to make that tax free. Now I'm not an accountant, so I'm just letting you know, this is my, um, my investment, what it looks like in our storage complex, right? So my share of depreciation averages out to be about 37% on this particular project. So of 186,000 that I put in, I'm gonna get a K-1 loss of almost 70,000 bucks this year. And what that does is that will offset the income that I'm making from my flips, right? So I can do a bunch of flips tax-free and make that income tax-free because I have this depreciation to offset my income. So if I don't do this full time, then I can't take that entire like if I don't flip houses full time or I'm not in real estate, I'm not categorized as a real estate professional. I can't take this share of depreciation, which is literally going to come to me on a K-1. It's like a 1099, but it's for business. And it says negative 69,000. So I can take that to my account and say, hey, I made 100, but I lost 70. And then my net income goes way down. Or I can use that to offset other passive income gains. So, you know, a lot of our doctors and lawyers and people that have 
um, different jobs, they have other gains, right? So you'll get a, you'll get paperwork from your investment advisor, or you'll get a 1099 from doing a loan to somebody or whatever your other passive investments are, they have gains to them. This will offset those gains. Not only do you make your 12% tax free, it'll offset your other gains tax free as well. So talk to a real estate professional. I'll, I'll post, um, in the comments here, also the uh, the book Tax Free Wealth by Tom Wheelwright. If you're a serious um, if you're serious about getting your financial future tightened up, you need to read this book. It gives you a lot of tips and tricks and strategies on how to build tax free wealth completely legally within the tax code. And if your accountant doesn't know how to do that, make sure you uh, are looking for an accountant that does understand these rules. So this is the long story short as to why we're going into full-time commercial real estate because the tax benefits mean that I get to make a lot less and keep a lot more and I get to be more hands-off. So for me, this is just a no-brainer, right? I mean, I can work for 12 months out of the year and make the same, a little bit more, a couple hundred dollars more than doing absolutely nothing by taking the same amount of cash that's in there. So the, the other thing is after I sell this property, I have to go find another one. Right. So maybe my money's sitting in the bank for another month or two. So I'm not really making this necessarily twice a year. Right. We're just doing round numbers here. But it, it takes a lot to find a deal, close a deal and then make sure that you can flip a deal. So your money's not always deployed. I, I know very few people that can deploy their money consistently for three to five to seven years at a clip like we are in these commercial deals in the residential space. Your money's constantly moving in and out. And even if you're really good at it, you're gonna arbitrage some months throughout the year where you're not gonna be having your money deployed. So long story short, this is why we are getting into the commercial real estate space. This is why our investors love us. We're helping them build tax-free wealth themselves. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me at steven at integrityhg.com. Look forward to speaking with you. Thank you for listening. Like what you hear? Be sure to subscribe and head over to freefromwallstreet.com and sign up for our free guides to help you and your family invest with purpose.